1: well good morning everyone how are we doing this beautiful beautiful day our first program for october i'm kind of looking forward to a little bit of cooler weather but you know i'm i'm an old desert rat but i sure enjoy the summers hey uh I just can't get enough of the music there of Joe and Woody and the boys of the Road Crew. RoadCrew66.com. So, who is excited about Sunday mornings and another episode of Coffee with Jim? Well, I am glad to hear that because, uh, well, we've got quite a few things in store for you. You know, we've been talking a bit about the Fall Heartland Tour, our first since uh, 2019. And, uh, whew, gas prices. Ah, well, what are you going to do? But we've had to curtail a few things to keep things in the budget. And then we had some issues with uh, schedule changes, last-minute changes. A bookstore I was working with in Wichita informed me that uh, I should have been notified ahead of time. We didn't get this confirmed until a week or so ago, that uh, on the 15th, their hours change, and as a result, I'm going to have to cancel that appointment. Um, It has just been odd. Uh, I'll be speaking in Atlanta, Illinois, on October 18th. Uh, Great little presentation. I'm finishing up, polishing it up. Um trails, rails, and Route 66 in Illinois. And it's a presentation that might be uh enjoyable in other places. If you'd like to book uh an appearance in that presentation, let me know. But uh been doing a bit of research. A couple of places I've read about over the years that have really intrigued me. I've decided to add to this trip. And uh they tie into the presentation, and uh, they've created their own problems. Uh, St. Genevieve, Missouri, I was going to add to the list. Still might. I called the hotel last night to make some reservations. I couldn't get anything online. We fooled around with the front desk there for about a half hour, and then I was told, just like the Wichita deal, that the reason you can't make reservations online and they can't get reservations without the manager who will be there on Monday is the property's been sold and the new owners take possession on October 15th, damn. Well, so it goes on. Uh, the primary river crossing, I was kind to bypass St. Louis, head south, and uh, I wanted to take a check out Kaskaskia. I'll get to that in just a second. And then uh, the river crossing was on the 1942 bridge, the Mississippi River Crossing, into Chester, Illinois. And I was going to come up the other side on Highway 3. Some sites there I wanted to check out before heading north to Atlanta. Well, I found out that the bridge is being uh, preparation for replacement. And so the bridge at Chester, Illinois, is one lane only. And traffic can be pretty heavy. Over 7,000 cars a day use that bridge. So that means that I either would have to go north into St. Louis, which they have some highway uh, bridge construction. And then I would have to come back south through Cahokia and uh, down that way, add about 100, 150 miles to the day. Or I could go downriver to uh, uh, Cape Girardeau and up the other side on Highway 3. That only adds about 90 miles to the day. I got to sort all that out. And uh, I, I've got a real tight schedule. I write uh, blogs for clients, and I need to get all those taken care of before we go. And I've got some meetings coming up with people like uh, Bob Bozbell and uh, Marion Pavel, the developer of the Route 66 navigation app and the Mother Road Route 66 passport, pretty good friend of ours. We'll be meeting with him this next week. And uh, discussing some plans and projects for updates. And it should be pretty interesting. I'll, I'll provide some updates on that. Austin Coop will be here in Kingman with uh, his two-lane America tour. They're always a great group to meet with. Uh, been uh, talking with the new manager, uh, Lee Sees, down at Rickety Cricket, uh, the old Kingman club. Been here since 1946, and it was... Uh, added onto and built into the rickety cricket. Uh, Angel Morales, in, uh, he's got some tremendous plans. One of the big news for Route 66 travelers and enthusiasts is that uh, he's been talking with Scott Dutton of the Kingman Route 66 Association and legacy signs here in Kingman. And the original 1946 Kingman Club sign is going to be refurbished. It's pretty exciting news. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Kaskaskia. This place just intrigues the heck out of me. First of all, it is an Illinois community on the west side of the Mississippi River. Technically, it is in Missouri, but it's it's an Illinois community. And you can only get there from Missouri it was uh, quite a place in its day it was the first capital of the state of illinois uh the mission the church of the immaculate conception was established as a mission sometime uh, late 17th century uh joliet and marquette Louis joliet and jacques marquette had been exploring the mississippi river and they encountered the kaskaskia tribe And he founded the mission of the uh, Marquette, founded the mission there. Uh, Then the village itself dates to about 1703. And uh, became a big farming community because it was on some land known as the American Bottoms. And it was an agriculture fur trading center Uh, during the French and Indian War in 1756. Fort Kaskaskia was built on Garrison Hill, overlooking the town. The fort was apparently destroyed by the townspeople, rather than having it fall into British hands after the French lost the war. Uh, The remains of the fort can still be seen at Fort Kaskaskia, a state historic site. And the French and Indian war had a profound effect on the very nature of the area. Rather than live under British rule, a lot of the people packed up and moved across the river to St. Genevieve and St. Louis. St. Genevieve is another old, old community dating to the 18th century. Now, anyway, the British, British built a fortification in the town called Fort Gage. And a stone building that had once been used as a Jesuit mission until the British suppressed that religious order. And during the American Revolution, george rogers clark led an expedition of his long knives into the illinois country and on july 4th 1778 clark surprised the british at fort gage and liberated kaskaskia without firing a shot and elated at being liberated from british rule the townspeople rang the parish bell that bell is still there by the way it's called the liberty bell of the west and it's next door, in a little monument next to the church of the Immaculate Conception. After the Revolution, though, the area descended into well, it became a haven for bandits and outlaws, and all kinds of crazy st- stuff went on. Then the American military moved in, and then uh, they had their Meriwether Lewis and William Clark they stopped there to recruit men, gather supplies. Yeah, in the period that is between roughly 1810-1825, it's estimated that Kaskaskia had over 5,000 people. It was one of the largest towns in the Illinois country. And then, when Illinois was made a territory in 1809, Kaskaskia became its capital. And so, when the state became, and Illinois became a state in 1818, well, Kaskaskia was the site of the first state capital. Well, the state capital was moved to a more centrally located Vandalia, Illinois, in 1820, and that sparked a kind of a decline. But the real death blow came in uh, with the Mississippi River. A flood just really, really obliterated large sections of the town in 1844, and another flood, even larger, in 1881 destroyed more of the town but even more importantly it carved a new river channel and as a result kaskaskia was now in missouri instead of illinois but somehow it still remained an illinois community well it's on my list and i'll see what we can do about getting there it's on a little dead-end road and uh it's kind of a challenge to get there i guess uh I, it probably qualifies as a ghost town since the population was counted in the thousands 180 years ago or so or almost well 200 years ago and my understanding is the population's just a hair under 30 right now anyway uh got some challenges to to address on that episode and then uh going up the other river there's a lot of uh french colonial sites i want to add to this and of course i want to stop at cahokia cahokia is uh, near collinsville right along route 66. uh archaeological evidence is that this was one of the largest cities north of mexico in the pre-columbian era Place that, oh a thousand plus years old it was quite a city it uh had uh, sub-communities all linked by these uh well-designed road system and uh st louis east st louis that whole area was part of the complex you know you know you've heard me say this more than once but my paul always said better to fill the head with useless knowledge than no knowledge at all uh these people were known loosely as the mound builders they, they built these uh, mounds very similar to the ones in mexico except these were earthen mounds and uh, that's the centerpiece of cahokia is monk's mound but saint louis was so dominated by these mounds originally saint louis was called mound city And there's only one or two left they were all leveled as the city grew and progressed anyway so that kind of gives you that idea uh, i'll be updating my travel schedule on the jim hinckley's america website later today there's going to be some revisions there's been some additions uh i'll be down at home again on 66 in pontiac illinois on the afternoon of the 20th for a book signing a meet and greet and i'll be uh, meeting with uh, route 66 enthusiasts signing books autographing copies of the mother road route 66 passport there in pontiac uh this is during the uh Uh, Kickoff for the Miles of Possibility conference. And uh, they're doing trolley tours throughout downtown Pontiac. And the uh, drop off point is going to be there at uh, home again on 66. And you can also meet with Joyce Cole. She is an extremely talented artist. And she is the artist who did the handiwork for the Mother Road Route 66 Passport. And uh, look forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of driving. Uh, Day one is going to require a drive of about 580 miles. And I'm trying to keep the mileage down a bit because I also have meetings and presentations. and Going to have a big confab in Tucumcari. Tucumcari, New Mexico has been a, a loyal supporter of Jim Hinckley's America for a while now. And I'm really pleased to have them as a sponsor for this trip. A lot of people zip through Tucumcari. You know, they they know the motels like the Blue Swallow Motel Safari, Roadrunner Lodge. Roadrunner Lodge is just, just astounding. David Brenner has done such an incredible job converting a derelict motel into a living time capsule circa 1964 with just a thin veneer of the modern amenities yeah, it, that's what tucumcari is known for that and it's neon but the town is at the heart of some very fascinating drives you take uh highway 104 from tucumcari up to las vegas new mexico 100 miles one of the prettiest drives you will ever find and the town itself if you get down into the old part of tucumcari you can, uh, you'll have the railroad depot been restored, a nice railroad museum. They have a theater that was re- re- recently renovated, opened in the early 1930s, Mesa Lands Dinosaur Museum. Anyway, I'll be spending a bit of time there having a confab about what we can do, to uh, what I can do to help with their tourism and uh, projects of that nature. Check out their website, visit Tucum NM. You'll be pretty surprised what this place has got to offer. And also on the trip, we plan on uh, catching up with Louis Keene, the unofficial mayor of the Uranus Fudge Company and General Store. Don't know what to say about Louis or uh, Uranus. It is a place that you just have to experience. Juvenile humor runs supreme. But they've got good food, including fudge. And he's got all kinds of other great attractions. There's a neon wall uh, showing all the different uh, iconic locations on Route 66. The one and only Circus Sideshow Museum uh, showing over 100 years of classic circus sideshow advertisement and memorabilia. Some exhibits, uh, miniature golf, all kinds of little quirky things. You know, I've been looking forward to this chance for a long time. We're going to be stopping in McLean, Texas. McLean uh, to visit with Angela Moreland at the uh, Cactus Inn Motel. Dates back to about 1956. Uh, She has been passionately working to give that place a new lease on life. So I'm very excited to see what she's been doing. Of course, this means I won't be in Kingman. Uh, On the 14th and 15th of October, which is the dates for the uh, 66 Fest up at Lewis Kingman Park along Route 66. They are planning quite a party up there. A lot of bands, vendors, uh, cars, a zip line down Route 66, uh, craft beer. Should be a should be a great, uh, great uh, weekend there in the park. And uh, you can find more information on that at explorekingman.com. Same on weekend, on the evening of the 15th, Chillin' on Beal, downtown Kingman. This event is great. It's held actually the third Saturday of every month, April through October. And uh, the central theme is cars. Just come down and uh, enjoy cars but they all have music and because this is a big event they're expecting 200 plus cars and the uh, gene kirkham and his crew have been collecting all kinds of raffle prizes i donated some books uh but if you come downtown for chilling on beale you can also check out there's wineries uh, restaurants rickety cricket the craft beers and of course you can check out the new narrated self-guided historic district walking tour developed by kingman main street you can find that at uh, kingman.tours for more information so that should be a great weekend and if you need an excuse for a road trip the kingman 66 fest up at lewis kingman park chilling on beale downtown kingman gonna be a busy busy weekend ah let's see what else do i have here oh i wanted to share with you too we kicked off the contest uh yesterday Simply put, uh, I'm not sure what vehicle I'll be driving, but this is going to run October 1st through the end of the month. All you got to do is catch uh, me on the road, get a picture of the Jim Hinckley's America sign, and uh, post it to social media. If you post it on Facebook, you tag James Hinckley and use the hashtag JimHinkley'sAmerica.com. If you post it on Twitter or Instagram, uh, use the same hashtag, but tag Jim Hinkley. End of the month, we will uh, have a random drawing, and a few lucky people will receive one of my new books: uh, "Murder and Mayhem on the Main Street of Route 66," uh, "Main Street of America: Tales from Bloody 66," or "Here We Are on Route 66," or "The Backroads of Route 66." There's one more component to this. If you catch me on the road, get a selfie, post it the same way. But if you catch up with me while I'm on the road and get a picture with a sign in the background, uh, ask me for Route 66 souvenir. I've got some. Uh, the Kingman Route 66 Association of Arizona is uh, graciously donating some pins. Uh, the Route 66 Yacht Club's giving me some patches. I'll have some Jim Hinckley's America pins. Yeah, should be pretty good. Uh, The trip, well, I can't give a whole lot of details other than the fact that I'm going to be in Atlanta, Illinois on uh, the 18th for a presentation, and then I'll be at the Miles of Possibility Conference for a few days, uh, 23rd, 24th, right in that area, 22nd, 23rd. Uh, Otherwise, catch me on the road. But a full schedule of my appearances and other things. uh, That takes us. We'll we'll do this uh, Coffee with Jim again next week. Then we may have a two-week break. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how to work this out because of the time differences. If I keep doing this at 7 o'clock Arizona time, that means it's going to be probably nine o'clock uh, in Illinois. Well, I got meetings and presentations and programs going, so not sure how this is all going to work out. But I'll provide updates on Instagram, uh, pretty regular, and I'll get things up on Facebook as much as I can. And of course, if we do part ways for a couple weeks, I'll give you a break from me beating my gums and giving me an opportunity to get all kinds of neat new stories to share with you on when I get back. Well, I think that kind of brings us up to date and uh, fills you in on a few things. Before we bid adios this beautiful, beautiful morning, I was, uh, how'd we like the program this morning? Everybody happy? Everybody good? good appreciate that if we don't have any questions uh well i'm gonna let you go if you would like to be a guest on the program talk about uh, events coming up tourism things of that nature drop me a note and invite your friends along this is an interactive program the more the merrier And if uh, you want to bang for your advertising buck, it's a holler. We're looking for advertising sponsors for this and other programs. Just 25 bucks a week. Can't go wrong there. One more shout out. Our second podcast, Car Talk from the Main Street of America. Uh, Now, all of these podcasts, this one is live. The other Car Talk is a recorded program. But all of our programs are archived on... Spotify, iHeartRadio, major podcasting platforms. Car Talk for the Main Street of America, we try to get it up and going by Monday morning. This week, we're going to be talking about American Motors Corporation, AMC. I think you're going to find the story very fascinating. And uh, it's an opportunity to fill your head with a bit of useless trivia and knowledge. But uh, the company... Until the rise of Tesla, it was really America's last great independent automaker. And they were innovative. They found ways to sell everything on the hog, including the squeal. Pretty damned amazing. Well, my friends, looks like we're out of time. I've been beating my gum for almost a half hour. So I will bid you adios. Take care, my friends. Now a little bit of rope music from Joe and Woody and the boys of the road crew. Say hello to a new friend
0: on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride, Jim Hinckley america jim hinkley's america
1: Until next week, my friends, adios.